Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Gulliver, and I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite today. We have our writer, Kyle Decker, who is Vincent D'Onofrio's body double on Marvel's Daredevil. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who is the art director on Twin Peaks The Return. And we have our producer, Andrew McKay, who is Mila Jovovich's tailor on The Fifth Element. Welcome, gentlemen. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I wish I could find time not standing in for Vincent D'Onofrio's nude scenes, so, you know. Right. My, my job is very hands-on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the theme of this story is a weird caper. The main character is an uncreative laborer. The start of the story is adoration. The end of the story is surrender. All right, so here we go. Our main character is a janitor in a top-secret U.S. military testing facility that trains chimpanzees to operate drones in case, like, say, they found this new technology where these EMP waves and stuff attacks can render the brains of humans obsolete, but they've discovered they don't affect chimps. So the U.S. military has gone in this big uh, thing. They found that chimps can, so to keep our nuclear arsenal and everything going in case of an EMP attack, they've been, they're training an entire squadron of chimp nuclear drone pilots in this facility. But our main character is just this schlub he is an enlisted person in the military. He can be male or female. We'll call them uh, Private Stevens. But basically, they're, this person's just a caretaker. They clean the chimps' cages and everything, and, and basically, that's all they do. Our uh, main character, Private Stevens, forms a bond with one of the chimps who's a little smarter than others. And the uh, chimp knows sign language, and Private Stevens starts learning sign language as well. And they form a bond, and, and Private Stevens learns that this chimp, we'll call him Lucky, doesn't want to train to kill people. Lucky understands what he's doing, and Lucky doesn't want to train to use nuclear weapons. So the whole point of the movie, suddenly Private Stevens gets courage, and Private Stevens is going to try and smuggle Lucky out and get Lucky into a, a zoo or anything. He's, he's, he's getting contacts in some of like, you know, wildlife defense funds and everything. So once he smuggles out monkeys, he can bring to the public and basically do kind of a WikiLeaks thing with the US government secret chimp training program because they're kind of abusing these animals because we're gonna really show the intelligence of chimps and empathy and everything. And Private Stevens is gonna smuggle them out. The overall message is, you know, government kind of gets so big and they think they're focused on the mission of like war and everything, they forget the individuals, in this case the chimps, that they're hurting in the process. I'm gonna call this movie Rocket's Red Glare. We're gonna call that the, the no, I hate that, that's a terrible title. We'll call it Better Than Luck. Better Than Luck. There, okay. that's the title of the film. All right, so Ben, you've received a uh, very neatly typed document uh, with several sections neatly crossed out in black marker, redacted very carefully, <laughs> called Better Than Luck. What do you think? What are you going to do with this film? So first off, I just want to say how happy I am to work on a 
big budget movie after working so much with David Lynch and just the crazy imagery that I worked with there. I really think that this subject matter is something that I can really put my own signature on. So first off, I just want to say Planet of the Apes movies. I don't want them to think that I'm the, we're doing Planet of the Apes movies. So no, these are actual just chimps. Right, right, right. But um, chimps look like. Uh, other things. So we're going to do orangutans because they have that, the orangutans have that wacky face. You know what I mean? It's just, and I think you can really, I think that that's very strange and I think you'll really enjoy it more. And orangutans, you know, they're smart. They're, they're, they're not monkeys, by the way, they're apes. So um, you should probably get to know that, but it's okay. And the thing is, we're going to be compared to the effects of Planet of the Apes, so we got to do it differently. Our mocap is never going to be as good as them. So instead, I'm thinking, you know, let's go back to basics. Let's train some real apes to do this, okay? You know, if Babe Pig in the City could do that in, like, the 90s, you know, or 2000s, we can do it today, okay? So we're going to get real apes. It's going to, it's going to be fantastic. We'll audition them, of course. Let's see. I'm loving, though, this this commentary, and I think that... You know, them showing signs. I want them to use real American Sign Language, okay? Maybe they can alter it something to imply sort of an ape sign accent. I don't know. But I think that should be good. Oh, uh, casting, you know. I've been focused so much on these apes that... So Private Stevens, I'm thinking Keith David. That was it. You know, he has a very... You're going to have a 70-year-old man playing a private in the military? Oh, well, private's pretty high up, right? No. Oh, okay. It's so the he, opposite of so he's going to be a colonel now. And for the janitor, I want people to initially think he's going to not be a, such a good guy. So let's get Nathan Fillion. Let's get him to play the janitor. Um, you know, he's kind of down on his luck. He's working at this base, and I'm thinking the apes. Let's give him some voiceover too when they're signing, as if you know someone is overdubbing them. You know what I mean? Because people don't want to read too much. All right, so Andrew, you've got some very specific notes on. Oh, I'll, also, I want two twins. Okay. To just show up in the middle of the movie. Twins. Tw- twin twin a- apes or twin humans? That's the real question. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, so yeah, let me get some this, very specific notes. Let, on let how me to get this straight. This I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run this out. What's going on here? We got this movie. Better than luck. I like the the throw to the luck. Lucky the chimp. That's good. The, the but we're not doing chimps. We're doing orangutans. We've got real apes that are trained. With real ASL, are we finding ones that I already know? Yeah, there, sign language. There's some that they've done. They've done with gorillas. I'm sure they've okay. done it with apes. So we are, we're not going to be on the the foot to train these things. No, we'll find one. Okay, that's we'll find that. ones that are trained. Yeah. Hopefully, and Nathan Fillion is the Keith the, David's the the colonel that's in charge of the program, and Nathan Fillion's the janitor. The janitor. So that's our staff. That's our staffing here. So so the the evil person is is Keith David as the colonel, and the good. The, the lovable... Well, it's, it's subjective. Oh, oh, it is subjective, I, I assume. Because we're just training them to help us destroy the world, right? It's not that bad. Well, okay. So, uh, the budget-wise, I think uh, with real animals and a long shoot process, we're probably gonna, we're gonna need a good return on this. Let's, let's go middle ground. Let's go... Let's do 80 million. What do you think? That would work. Let's run it at 80 million. And now the thing I'm worried about is that people might see this as a ripoff of that movie that was done in the 80s with the sign language monkey. <clears throat> I have no idea what movie and, you're talking um, about. Matthew Roderick. I don't, I've never heard of the film Project X at all. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so, but we've got a completely different animal here and they have almost completely different purpose. 
They're not actually being trained to pilot the airplanes like these ones are, and they're drone pilots, so they're stateside. It's not like they're going to actually be in the... So it'll be great. It'll be great. We're humanizing the actual drone pilots of today, so it makes this program totally legitimate. It's topical. This is topical. So what we got to do is we got to really push this as the next great American movie. It's going to be great. We're going to sell this as the movie that covers... It's going to be next Hurt Locker but with monkeys. It's gonna be great. We're gonna sell it like that. It's gonna be extreme. We're gonna show extreme I images of the monkeys yelling, and, or the apes yelling. It'll be perfect. It'll be a great movie. It'll be awesome. To make this big budget, we're gonna to have to have sequences of atomic bombs blasting, uh, and you don't know if it's real or not, but then they'll pan out and show that it's just the drone pilots running it on screens and stuff like that, and then they'll be controlling the computers, and then we'll have really high-tech stuff when they're sitting at these consoles. It'll look great, right? We could totally sell this. Let's work with that. What do you guys think? We can make this work. We'll, we'll get it on budget. We'll get it on budget. I'm excited about this. Awesome. All right. So. Kyle, you've got some specific revisions. You've got some details that you need to include and some yeah. some dollars to back up those details. Yeah. What do you think? What are you going to do from here? Well, I was hoping everyone had forgotten about Project X, so I could pretty much just rip off the plot of that and get credited for the original film. But we may have to just consider this a remake and buy the rights to Project X, which I'm sure they're cheap. It's a mid-'80s movie about apes flying nuclear bombers. And starring, like, young Matthew Broderick, he's, like, 20 in the movie. So, you know, like, we might have to do that. Uh, I do think, like that movie, they had a young uh, Helen Hunt in that movie playing the research scientist that trained the monkey to do sign language. So we do need a female character here. But instead of, like, this person that trained him, I want it to be, like, the director of some, like, wildlife political fund that has a lot of, like, political power in Washington and all that wants Stevens contacts her she really causes a stir and you have this kind of like political intrigue mixed in and so i'm gonna have that i'm gonna write that character in some scenes with that so we'll write a president character we just get some old white dude to play the president i don't like this what they usually do we have sigourney weaver because we we want the, the government to look evil so we got to have a white dude president because that makes sense we have sigourney weaver play the uh hopefully that's the well i've written it with her in mind i don't know who they'll ultimately cast but I just see Sigourney Weaver when I write write this here. It's uh, Director Jacobs. She's the director of the World World Wildlife Fund or something like that. So that's my dream casting because I literally wrote it without any other actor in mind. Just Sigourney Weaver. I got a thing for her. Have you seen the Galaxy Quest? It's great. Uh, where was I? I'm going to warn against orangutans because speaking of like late 70s, early 80s, there's a string of orangutan movies made any way, which way but loose. And it's sequel in any which way you can. And the Tony Danza orangutan movie yeah. called Going Ape. Yeah. The best of all three of those got 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is the peak for orangutan movies. So we're flirting with disaster with orangutans. I'm just saying we might want to be careful with that. Like the history of orangutan movies is like peak 31% Rotten Tomatoes. It's like an average 25%. That's, that's some territory, some real stinker territory we don't want to flirt with. That's my only warning. Like I said, I, just, I wrote a little more intrigue in there with the political side of it. And wrote in a female character, so it's not an all ape sausage patrol movie. That's all I got. All right, so Ben, you've got some new details. You've got some more plot elements. What do you think? You can work with this? Okay, so first I'm going away from orangutans, not because of what you said, but because it turns out that people train chimps way more often than they train orangutans. So it's way easier to get trained chimps than it is to get trained orangutans. 
So that's there. I was thinking for the president, since we are doing a remake now, let's get Matthew Broderick as the president. And, you know, that's like a little nod to the original. Sigourney's nice, so sure, she can, she can you know, whatever. You know, I, I like I like her in that movie. But anyway, I'm finding we got the monkeys to do sign language, but it's not perfect ASL, you know? Most audiences will see it and they won't notice, but people who know sign language will see it and say, that ape's not signing correctly. So you know what? We're kind of just making up our own kind of sign language for the monkeys, but I'm going to really make it artistic, you know? So during their, their signing, they're going to, you know, make the symbol and then we'll have text at the bottom. And it's not just going to be subtitles because that's what that ape movie did also. You know, they make a sign and you see the symbols combining into each other and they make words that flow across the screen and it'll, it'll be very surreal because you know these apes aren't meant to communicate this way and so I want the audience to feel you know this communication is so strange and odd I want I want them to be there and to feel they're not talking the same way we would talk so yeah I'm gonna do that because I feel like I've had to be very traditional with this movie so there are a couple times I'd really like to show my artistic edge I think really we didn't have to reshoot much at all with this making into a remake. You know, I'm going to ask them to make a couple of references to the original. The, I mean, the thing is, I don't think many people will even know this is a remake. But, you know, the 10 people who remember that movie and who come to it and say like, yeah, I, I, I like that. So that's all cool. Oh, and I threw in an ape fight scene. This wasn't scripted, but the apes just kind of lost it and went at each other. And I had them film it. Our DP got bit, so, uh, you know, he's in the hospital right now, but we got some really good footage. I'm just working that into the script somewhere, you know, like the, the experiment goes wrong. And um, oh, we're also not going to be able to have the no animals were harmed after the making of this movie. Um, there were some incidents on set. All right, so Andrew, you got some very specific details you're adding in your, your remake now, uh, and you've got Matthew Broderick on board. How are you feeling? So we get, we got the poster, we got the treatment, Project Lucky. We've rechanged the name and we've got a big X in the background. And we've got Matthew Broderick as a major character on the poster, even though he's just this minor character in the thing. But we wanted everyone to know that this is a remake because everybody remembers this movie and everyone's going to come for it. And we're bump, bumping up the budget mainly because we had to pay all those people for all the injuries that occurred during the monkey fight and it was great it was awesome there was implements there was blood we didn't this i was like your cgi is amazing they're like no that's real and i was like that's even better so we're really really embracing that we're selling this as the a remake we're going to focus on the the intense action uh, so they won't realize they're getting into this weird love story until they're already there. And then <laughs> it'll be great. We'll, it, and it'll bring in all these people from all different ages and all different... Because all these older people are going to bring their kids because they think it's going to be this heartwarming movie and it's going to be this complete action fest. It'll be great. We're going we're gonna to sell everywhere. We're going to make amazing money on this thing. We're going to get all of our $120 million back on this. This is going to be... The budget went from 80 to 100. It had to. There was a lot of injuries. There was a lot of injuries. There was a lot of injuries. My script did not... I was... was, That was a modest script. No, this This is on you. This is a remake. Remakes have to be epic. There's going to be constant throwbacks, and and, and we're going to weave in all this great... The the collars will come back from the original one. We'll try to add that. It's fine. It'll be great. It'll play. It'll totally play. It'll it'll work. People love animals in, 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 in clothing. They think that's amazing. 
I don't understand that, but it, it sells. It totally sells. Dogs and sweaters? What is that? I don't get it. But anyways, it sells. It works. It's great. I'm good. You're good? All right. So to clarify, just so that I can plug this into the movie machine here, um, this movie is called Project Lucky, and it's a remake of Project X. Correct? Correct. That's correct. Okay. I just need to know before I plug it in here. So I'm going to plug everything into the movie machine, which in this case sounds like a howling monkey. <laughs> this has some very interesting effects. So critics don't like this movie, but you still actually do really well in theaters, and not really for the reason you'd expect. Much like the first movie. We did right. The, yeah. The reason that this movie does really well is because... The, the DP breaks out with an as-yet-undiscovered disease after getting bit by a monkey, and the press from that drives people in droves to the theater to see this movie so that they can watch that part where the DP gets bit in it. So people come out and see this movie. You make all of your money back. Nobody likes this. Nobody buys it on DVD or, like, anything after the fact, but it makes its money back. Thank all God of, we like, kept yeah, that off YouTube. <laughs> yeah. All of, like, the, the art nerds get really upset because... The, this comes out beginning of 2018, just shortly after Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water comes out, which is about a deaf woman who works in a military facility as a cleaner who talks to a fish man with sign language. They feel like the, the Hollywood I mean, machine G- has GDT's just taken a dump on GDT. That's right. GDT recognizes art when he sees it. And you saw the art in this original script. It was all of us working together. But the problem is, culturally, nobody remembers Project X, and they just go see this movie because of the diseased guy who got bit by an ape on set. So, as is, what do you think, guys? You have a couple minutes here to go back and make last-minute changes, uh, or use time travel magic, if you would like. Beginning with Kyle. Alright, so, I think the movie machine needs to recalibrate its AZ nostalgia tools because once people realize it's a remake of an 80s genre film starring Matthew Broderick and we recast Matthew Broderick you know how well 80s nostalgia sells holy crap like we should get plenty of butts and seats just for that and why don't we release uh, like Fright Night and Ghostbusters those sold really well Ghostbusters made a good amount of money Ghostbusters was a failure yeah well that's mostly because of men's rights activists Right. Uh, that was more less of the nostalgia and more of the yeah. uh, terror nightmare dudes. on Elm Street. So yeah, that budget was small. I don't think they lost money on that. So, but I, I, you know, we're, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I was a little. I was constantly afraid for my life on set. I didn't agree with the director's like idea of getting trained fight chimps rather than sign language chimps. I didn't understand. Like he intentionally got agitated chimps and and had the trainers feed them coffee and other stimulants constantly and just like I thought that was probably contributed to the DP getting bit so I think I will use my time travel powers to buy the DP a Kevlar jacket to hopefully protect him from the monkey bites even though that made us money hmm (laughs) I'm gonna just tell him to be careful because I know what's going to happen. And I may make sure I stand nowhere near him on that particular day that that happened. And then I will... Oh, I know what I'll do. And then I will make sure to... I'm going to record that with my phone. 
and then I will sell that video to TMZ for lots of money so we get the actual video of the biting and then I will take that money I make from TMZ and buy a nice beach house and just be great. Yeah. All right, so Kyle almost does the right thing and saves the DP, but then actually capitalizes on it for even more money. So Hollywood what about way. you, Ben? What are you well, do? I'm also going to capitalize on pain. So first off, I think that, you know, and you know, I'm the kind of person who's willing to give my time and my soul to my art, you know? And so what I'm going to do is, people talked about this movie because the DP got bit, you know what? But what would happen if people heard that the director almost died in the making of this movie. That would draw even more people. So you know what? I've added a character who will be played by me as a cameo, and I am planning to just shoot a scene, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to smother myself with um, butter and honey um, and various greases, banana, coconut oil, and I'm just going to... We're just going to not feed the apes for a couple days, and I'm just going to go on there, and I'm going to have my big scene... I'm going to have my scene... And um, we'll see what happens. We'll shoot that. We filmed everything else, so you know what? This is this is all I really ever wanted, you know. And I'm sure I'll be fine. But you know, it making if if you're not doing everything you can to push your movie, then why why are you even alive? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that will definitely tell people will tell stories about this. So I'm a true Hollywood producer. And in the true Hollywood producer fashion, realizing with a time machine that I'm just going to break even, I'm going to embezzle half the funds from the movie. <laughs> I'm going to cut the budget in every single section to do that, except for the monkey budget, so we get the crazed monkeys that will cause the violent scene. I'm going to stage fo- cameras to catch this, and I'm going to make sure the day of the monkey fight that everybody on the set has laced, banana laced, whatever on them so that the violence just goes on a complete rampage. And even if the movie doesn't finish, I can at least get all the insurance money out of it and sell that video to DMZ because I didn't realize what the director was doing. So, uh, uh, TMZ. So, um, that's what I'm going to do because... Yeah. But my video, money, I have money, the foresight money. time to actually focus and keep the whole fight. I'm there. not a director. I'm and, just... And, like, my video is, is clear. Nah, I'll just leave it like it was originally. I don't realize that these guys are trying to, to back, back rail it. I made my money and I got paid, so and it, it made a mark for me. I'm good. I think uh, I think it went really well. Um, I, I really like the part where Sigourney Weaver just kind of phoned in her entire performance. And uh, I like Helen Hunt's performance. Uh, the constant rolling her eyes that she. When did we cast. put Helen Hunt in here? Didn't you put her in? There? No, I just because she was in the original Project X. Oh, I, I told you, I'm throwing all the. Oh, I, put, oh, I, I, I had her on set. She's, no, yeah, she's my roommate's friend. Yeah, no, she was she was here because we brought back all the original staff. They're all in the movie at some level or another. They're even one of them sweeping the floor in the background. Oh, he was not happy. Why do you think it cost 120 million dollars? Anyways, she <laughs> rolled her eyes through the whole production. She just thought it was horrible that she was even lower on the totem pole in this movie and I kind of enjoyed a lot of that so like like normal Hollywood directors do so I'm going to leave it the way it was unless I go completely greedy as before mentioned alright I'm good alright so (laughs) I plugged everything back into the movie machine this movie still makes back it's money you guys all go home rich except for Ben who is dead he literally dies on the set and space uh, oh, yeah, more you? more cast members are are injured. The controversy sells like crazy, and Matthew Broderick's eulogy at Ben's funeral goes viral because of how brilliant and touching and poignant it is. 
and this dumbass movie makes a shitload more money than it should. So there you have it, folks. This has been The Movie Machine. I'm your moderator, Jacob Gulliver, and as always, we will end our show with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. I'm not going to get invited to the luau like this, am I? Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping none of you had seen Project Blue.